Are you looking to optimize your IoT data strategy and harness the full value of your data? Partner with Dane Studios, the experts in data-driven solutions. They specialize in building robust IoT data strategies that fully leverage the potential of your data. Their team can assist you in systematically identifying, prioritizing, and implementing data opportunities to drive your business forward. By establishing key enablers such as data governance and architecture, they ensure the successful implementation of your IoT ambitions. Learn more and visit them at danestudios.com. Welcome, Basil, to the IoT for All podcast. Thanks for being here this week. Hey, Ryan. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, happy to be here. Absolutely. It's great to have you. Uh, let's start this off by having you give a quick introduction about yourself and the company to our audience, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Uh, Keith Basil, I am the general manager of the Edge business unit inside SUSE. SUSE is an open source company that provides uh, Linux um, and Kubernetes management software, as well as uh, Edge solutions today. So first thing I want to ask you is, is regarding just edge computing in general. So let's talk about, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but from your perspective, how important is edge in IoT? What role is it playing and why is it, why does it matter so much? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think it's, it's very important to IoT, um, but let me give some context on why I think that really is, right? So it's, we're in an interesting time right now because I think we're at a focal point or a nexus of three things that are supporting uh, the, let's call it the um, transformation of uh, industrial IoT. One is that at, at the edge, we're seeing massive scale. The deployment footprints are just very large, right? So you could have 2,000 locations, 10,000 locations, you know, 1,000 trucks on the move. So this, the management of scale challenge is one thing that we are uh, contending with, right? Second, uh, it's been largely um, known that a cloud-native approach to modern application development is the absolute way to go. So you've got cloud-native approaches kind of bleeding into this nexus point, if you will. Uh, and so there's a lot of reuse from the approaches and the learnings that we have from a cloud-native world. And then lastly, uh, to, to kind of bring the three things together, is specific to your question around the industrial IoT space. So we're seeing um, purpose-built protocols, uh, protocol diversity, use case diversity around particular sub-industries in the industrial space. And those things, right, um, that um, the brownfields of the world, if you will, need to be brought into a modern kind of cloud native world as we see it, but at scale. So the main challenge is that, you know, for us, we're building the open source industrial IoT edge infrastructure building blocks to make all of that work uh, from a, a foundational level so that people and partners and customers can bring their own value on top of that and, and have a, a good outcome. Gotcha. And what are the what are the outcomes that these industrial organizations will see by basically doubling down and focusing on building that edge infrastructure correctly, using these tools, and just being able to allow them to it seems like do more scale better and things like that. But but what are those outcomes that companies are seeing when they're able to bring edge computing in in the industrial space? Uh, there's a few. Um, so you know the building blocks I just described earlier, you know that needs to kind of melt away and not be in the way of the business value that's being pushed to the edge, number one. So, you know, this is something we do. We kind of just make everything, let's say, below Kubernetes just go away. Uh, and because it's really overhead for a particular team or a customer that's trying to push things to the edge. Second, um, once that's taken care of, your customers are seeing tremendous um, increases in operational efficiency. Um, and for some of our retail customers, there's a better customer experience, right? And there's all kinds of use cases, sub-use cases that come from those large buckets. One of the things that's been brought up in the past is is kind of talking about edge computing depending on the application, but also there's this like mission critical 
applications and mission critical edge, as I've heard it referred to before. How, what does that exactly mean? How is that different when we're just talking about general edge computing? Is it just more because it's tied to mission critical elements of the application or, or when, it, when that's being used, that terminology is being used, what are we referring to? Yeah, it, it varies depending on the customer um, and the industry that we're approaching, right? So we largely um, pivoted to provide what we call mission critical edge for the healthcare industry, right? So um, in that space, obviously, healthcare is, is super critical. Um, we have to you know, work with our customers and partners to build something that's extra resilient, even beyond you know, standard cloud native practices. And so we lean on past performance and uh, learnings, um, particularly from the DoD space, when it comes to applying, you know, security to those platforms in terms of compliance. So we've already got, you know, a library full of things that we can do to tweak the software to make it more secure from the operating system to Kubernetes to the application space as well. So the second thing that we do is we do a, a deep engagement with customers to suss out the mission critical requirements, right? And from that, um, one of the approaches that we take, depending on the customer requirement, is that we may build a what we call a validated design where we look at the entire stack from the hardware to the application and we build CI/CD systems that are specific to that customer's validated design where we just run that through and do extreme testing to ensure that the resiliency meets the mission critical requirements. And what other elements of an IoT deployment in let's say the healthcare space really play a role in enabling those mission critical solutions to be successful and to work in the way that that scoping that you work with them to do is intended for. Um, because obviously, the edge is only one piece of it, right? But um, all the other play pieces that play a role, what are you also looking at? Or what should people listening to this who are looking to deploy mission critical applications be thinking about or considering when they're trying to bring these technologies into their business to benefit those applications? Yeah, there's quite a few technical things that you have to be aware of. But I don't want to turn this into a technical call. So let's level it up a bit. And I'll just say one thing. The notion of a validated design is critical, right? So you know exactly all the components, software bill of materials, the, the supply chain, uh, um, you know, verification, for example. The, the validated design that you settle on is, is table stakes. But the thing that people need to be aware of is that design will have its own life cycle, right? And so the fundamental question to ask is, how do we upgrade that? How do we upgrade a particular component within the validated design? What does our testing framework look like to continue that? And then once that is upgraded, you have essentially a new stack of software. How do we get that into the field? What's the lifecycle management strategy to upgrade, let's say, a x-ray machine at a hospital in Australia, right? So um, that's a critical thing that needs to be resolved. So, uh, you know, first baseline, validated design, be comfortable with that, have software automation, again, pulling from the cloud native philosophies to work that validated design and keep the lifecycle and the software uh, in line. And then what's your deployment model from there? So those are the two big things that we work with our customers uh, in terms of mission criticality. Fantastic. Uh, and just generally speaking, from your perspective, what are the are there any kind of challenges that you've seen really kind of take shape re uh, recently in the space as far as constant challenges you have to overcome working with customers that might be worth shedding light on here so people can be thinking about those types of things and understanding that there are challenges out there when it comes to deploying these types of solutions. And here's how we should be thinking about it. Most of the challenges we've kind of taken on ourselves to alleviate them from the customers. And so um, if I could like put myself in the uh, chair of the customer, 
I would suggest that um, find a strong partner, a systems integrator, a global systems integrator that has the solution that fits your business needs. Um, and I say it that way because it's not so much a technology problem as much as we want to remove the pain or go back to the original value pieces we talked about earlier. We want to increase operational efficiency. We want to have, you know, awareness of the supply chain, uh, outages, envir environmental monitoring. So whatever that business case is, focus on that and then find an integrator or partner that has that solution pretty much off the shelf uh, that can, can, can solve it for you. Now, I will say that in your selection criteria, I'm going to give myself a little plug here, give us a little plug. Make sure that whatever the stack that they're building on is as open source as possible in the sense that you don't want to be trapped into a proprietary system uh, and you want a system that plays nice with the other industrial systems that you may have on your in your uh, on premises. Yeah, I imagine that plays a big role in the ability for a solution not only to be brought in, but also to scale. Correct. And scale, um, as I mentioned at the top of the call, is one of the main challenges uh, because the, the great thing about a cloud native approach is that you can pretty much take a declarative approach to defining your your deployment. And that declarative approach becomes the source of truth for all of your deployments in that footprint. It allows us to use automation and fleet management to make sure that everything is identical. Uh, and that's largely what we see in the open source world is the tools that give us that capability. If I'm talking to integrators looking at solutions that are not as open source as others, what, what's, what's usually the reason that something is not more open source than something else? It comes from, uh, this is my view, but I think it comes from industry specialization, right? So you have folks who are, when you pick on building automation, there's nothing wrong with building, building automation, obviously, but let's say there's somebody who's been in the building automation industry for 20 years, and they set off to provide a solution for other folks in that particular space. Now, that perspective may not originate from a cloud native world or from a broader kind of scale world. And so you find that they are building a point solution to solve for that particular use case. Um, whereas the, the view that we're coming from is we're starting at, you know, cloud infrastructure, uh, edge and K3S of the cloud and things like that, where we look at the building automation protocol and just put our arms around it and bring it in and then everybody shares it, right? So it's a difference of perspective and thinking uh, in terms of solving the same problem. Yeah, I've also noticed that with a lot of IoT deployments, when you get in the door of a company to deploy, let's say, the first IoT deployment, whether it's in the industrial space, the smart building space, you name it. The nice thing about a well-designed IoT solution, picking technologies that play well with others, that play well with your legacy systems, is the ability to add on to existing, or not existing, add on to that solution application to do other things to solve other problems to get other data that you might not even had or really realized you had access to so once that thing is deployed that solution is deployed there are many things you can do on top of that and we've talked to companies i know this is a big big thing in the laura laura space is that once you deploy a laura solution you can use that network to solve other problems in your business once you've installed it. and i imagine that's another piece of value for using things that are more open source 100% correct. Um, and so let me just make this phrase that we say in the open source community, nobody is smarter than all of us, right? And so we've, we've taken on that, that phrase. And we as an open source company, we have joined an upstream community called Acri, A-K-R-I. And Acri is an open source framework that allows, um, you know, protocol discovery and capabilities to be plugged into Acri as a framework. So today, I think uh, Acri supports OPC UA, 
uh, MQTT and OnVIF for uh, camera discovery. And anybody in the world can add what's called a discovery handler to Aukri to give it extended capabilities for that specific device. And we're working with Aukri so that it's the basic framework that we're offering. And then we're going to bring in the protocols needed to address the specific like sub-industries within the industrial IoT space. And when it comes to open source, how are security elements handled? Because in the IoT space, I think just generally when we talk about large-scale deployments with thousands to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of devices, there's all these different endpoints that have the ability to be interacted with, hacked. You know, just a lot of more, there's a lot more to think about on a security level than just maybe with other solutions that a company has deployed. How does an open source solution or how does open source technology support that rise in threats when a IoT solution is deployed for a company? Yeah, you know, you know there's a joke in our space that says the S in IoT stands for security, right? So uh, it, it's largely not there. So one of, one of the main, you know, themes for us is to augment that security. So uh, a year and a half ago, some time ago, we purchased a company called New Vector. And what was great about New Vector, and still is today, is that it is the leading cloud-native um, security suite, if you will, that is focused on a kind of a zero-trust-based approach to security, where we know what's supposed to be running, we know the protocol space, and we can lock down the processes and everything that are running at that local cluster at that remote location. And so, um, but it doesn't fully address the edge, let's call it the LEAF device or the industrial IoT device security, because some of the legacy protocols, to be quite frank, are very, very insecure. And so we're going to have to evolve our ability to, you know, reach out, and discover those things and make sure that the uh, security posture management of those devices is kind of brought into this world as well. Now, I, I do know of, of solutions that are focused on that and they are absolutely needed in this space. Um, but we want to, like, as I said earlier, augment what's out there today. But it is something that everybody should be concerned about. One of the last questions I want to ask you before we wrap up here is, talked about, like I mentioned before, we talked about edge before. Edge definitely seems to be a driving force in the ability for solutions to scale, uh, to handle a lot of the, the, the computation and the analysis further away from, from having to send all the way up to the cloud. And we're seeing a lot of companies see, have success in deployments that incorporate edge computing. Um, where do you kind of see this going? Like where, where is the edge computing landscape going over the next you know, six to 12 months and beyond? Just what, what should we be thinking is going to change or be kind of improved upon in order to, for people that may be kind of on the fence and understanding exactly how this is going to benefit them will you know, start to really get on board? You know, that's a hard question to ask um, only because of the, the diversity and creativity of folks in this space. But I will, I will say this, um, our mission is to turn let's say physical sensor data, like measurements from physical devices into digital data that can be acted on at a different layer in the stack. Um, so we see a lot of use cases around AI modeling, operational efficiency, even uh, some use cases where um, things are, are self-tuning or auto-tuning for better efficiency based on that data stream. So there are a lot of use cases uh, uh, to, to think about, and we want to position ourselves to be those fundamental building blocks and basically say yes to all of the opportunities that are above us in the stack and work with people and partners to make that a reality.
And when, when companies work with an organization like yours, at what point are you usually coming into the process? Are you coming in pretty early stage? Or are you coming in after certain elements are already put together and built? Or what's the typical kind of business relationship like with, with customers? Our customers today are largely the integrators and partners. And we are, uh, the earlier the better, right? Because we're actually, you know, going back to that validated design idea, we're developing reference stacks for them to bring their value add on and then go to the customer. Um, I do want to give a plug for a really cool uh, organization that we're involved with in Germany called Industry Fusion Foundation. Um, so this is all about, you know, um, you know, industry, uh, industry 4.0, uh, the fourth industri industrial re revolution. Um, the Industry Fusion Foundation folks actually have a real factory with cutting machine sensors and our software is in that stack. And we're defining what that stack should be from an open source perspective. And that's, we've been very early with. Uh, the team over there and our engineering team. So those type of relationships are the ones that we're looking for because this is a long game uh, where if we can get, you know, coverage at the, the base layers, then we can accelerate uh, the value add being delivered to our customers. Well, it's been a great conversation. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, we've, like I mentioned before, we talked about Edge, but talking about it in this, this perspective and, and talking about the mission critical side of things, the benefits, the real value that we're starting to see companies be able to deploy um, is important. So anybody out there listening, as you are working on developing your um, plans for an IoT solution, understanding how the edge is going to fit into your solution seems like there's just a mass, a mass number of benefits um, to drive the outcomes and the ROI that they're that company's looking for. So um, for our audience who wants to learn more about what you all have going on, follow up questions, anything along those lines, what's the best way they can do that? Number one, SUSE.com. Uh, we have great content there for The Edge. Uh, if anybody's on LinkedIn, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I will personally respond and hook you up with the various folks on, in, in the business unit. Um, and let's do some great things together. Well, thank you again for taking the time. Really appreciate it and excited to get this out to our audience. Okay. Thank you, sir. Happy to do it.